Hey, hello. And hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones In Podcast. I am Dry Archuleta, joined today by Robbie. Hi. And Dion. Hello. And E. Hello. Uh, and today, uh, we're going to be talking about Over the Garden Wall, which we all watched at different times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. It is a Cartoon Network limited series. I could, would you call it a limited series? I would call it. It's a mini series. I would call it mini series. Limited series like has a weird implication of like it only you can only watch it for so long. Right. Okay. Mini series. Mini series. Then. Um, I I don't know where everybody else watched it. I watched it mostly on my phone <laughs> on HBO <laughs> Max. Uh, Robbie, I watch on my computer on HBO. So, uh, TV on HBO. TV, also HBO. All right, so HBO Max, which is to say uh, the most reliable place to get it right now is HBO Max. Correct. Right now, yeah. anyway. Uh, this uh, is a, like... It's a little I, bit I, of a weird mixed bag on where you can actually watch this. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, this series in general is, like, always in such a weird position in regard to, like, its connection with Cartoon Network. Because, really? like, they air it and stuff but like it never a lot of times it doesn't actually feel like it's one of like the cartoon network shows probably because it's only aired around fall if they air it at all right yeah and like i i don't remember any like advertising for it when i was new like i just found it yeah the way that i had even i had watched it the first time i watched it was i was just like on youtube scrolling through a bunch of weird things and i went down this huge hole and eventually found like this mixed up into twenty parts. By the way, it was five <laughs> minute increments, um, and that's how I watched it for the first time. Was on YouTube that way. Mine was similar. It was on a uh, the the Wild West uh, area. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, like I I watched it when it was super new, but I don't remember any advertisement for it, and like it just kind of sprouted out of nowhere. That's yeah, what it felt like. Uh, if anyone, like, remembers seeing ads for it or anything, let us know. But, like, yeah, it just kind of appeared one day almost, it feels like. Yeah, so Ian and I had seen it before. Mm-hmm. Robbie and I had shown a couple episodes before, but never the full thing. Yeah. Um, You showed me, like, the first three episodes and, like, the beginning of the fourth episode. But, yeah. like, we never finished, even finished the fourth episode. And then, like, the way that Dry even advertises to me, he just, like, randomly sent me uh one of the songs on Facebook <laughs> one day. Sounds like Jariah. <laughs> Um, out of context, it, it's one that spoils the entire ending. Yeah. Like, Yo, Robbie, <laughs> check out this song. Um, and then Dion, you've never seen it. I was a fresh little baby to the garden wall. That one honestly <laughs> did surprise me quite a bit that you never seen it. It's kind of up your alley. Yeah, me too, because I try to watch all these like iconic cartoons, I guess. And then, yeah, I've always been wanting to watch it in the fall because like, people I follow and a lot of artists and stuff love the show, so... Yeah. I was glad I finally had a excuse to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of the weirdest like it feels like it's illegal to not watch this in the fall. Like I feel like if you're right. watching this in the summer, 
Like someone's gonna bust down your door and be like, "Yo, yo, yo! You can't be doing that!" And they're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just like it feels wrong to watch it any other time to me. It fits October so perfectly. It yeah. does. Like enough so that HBO, like as of recording this for you know their little Halloween thing that they're doing for HBO, like Over the Garden Wall is part of that bundle nice. of like stuff. Like, hey, we recommend you watch this. That's cool, actually. That's the only good thing they've done with Cartoon Network so far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it is the whole thing. I have a DVD of it here, which I did not watch because the place I could watch it was work and didn't have DVD player there. Um, It's 10 episodes, and they're 10 to 12-ish minutes each. They're all technically like 10 and a half. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like you do have a DVD player at work. They're just in boxes and you're not allowed to open them. It's on those ones where like it's a <laughs> tiny CRT in the corner of the room. Yeah, That's yeah. like usually meant to show uh, the like do's and don'ts of new employees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, altogether, the runtime for this is 110 minutes. So it's a movie. Yeah. Which honestly. that's including credits. Though, yeah. So. Yeah, it is. Um, before we get into... Uh, seeing how people's days and stuff have been. I'm going to read the back of this box. Mm-hmm. Over the Garden Wall is Cartoon Network's first animated miniseries event that tells the story oh, well, of, two, I told you anyway. <laughs> of two brothers, Wirt and Greg, who find themselves lost in a strange forest. With the help of a bluebird named Beatrice, they must travel across the strange land in hope of finding their way home. Featuring the voices of Elijah Wood, Melody Linsky, Chris Isaac, Christopher Lloyd, John Cleese, and many more. Uh, yeah, the voice cast for this is crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they had Elijah Wood just a... shows up randomly in like cartoons. Yeah, every yeah. now and then, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Elijah Wood is uh, in one of those weird things wherever he played in a very, very big movie back in the early two thousands, and now he just kind of does what he wants. Yeah. Now I mean, the man just pisses money. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, pretty it's much. the other thing where, like, Mark Hamill also just became, like, a super revered voice actor. Yeah. After, like, all, you know, the Star Wars stuff. The thing that I like about Elijah Wood, and it actually doesn't surprise me at all that he is in this, uh, he's a huge fucking horror nerd. Like, huge, <laughs> huge, huge horror nerd. Uh, to the point to where he just made a horror production studio. And they make games and fund movies and all kinds of different stuff. Like, he is a huge fucking horror nerd. Me? Yeah. Elijah Wood's super cool. <laughs> so, like we said earlier, HBO Max is, like, probably the best way to watch this. Uh, apparently, you can get it on Hulu. If you're in the UK, it should be on Netflix. Other than that, I guess it actually... It, you can buy it on Apple TV and Amazon and Google Play. Damn, Brits having the best Netflix. Mm. But, yeah. I guess before we really talk about this show and all that kind of stuff... Robbie, yo, you went on an adventure. I did. How was uh, that? Yeah, uh, I went to TwitchCon over the last weekend. It's why I wasn't oh. here for the last episode. Um, last two, last two episodes. Seven. <laughs> it was it was a long journey, a long weekend that lasted two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was kind of a mixed bag. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't expect. I expected like it was magical, and I went there, and everybody loves me now. <laughs> no, that's Everyone what it was like. Recognized me as hit Twitch streamer, last ones in. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there were like a handful of people who asked like uh, if I did like streaming and stuff, and I'd tell them about the podcast, and I told them about our 
Twitch streams that we usually do after we're done recording our podcast and everything. And I got a couple people like, oh, that sounds interesting. I might check that out. So, I, I, Ravi, if, okay, like I know you guys can't see because this is a podcast. Ravi just kind of looks like a Twitch streamer or like, <laughs> like he just has like, no, that's not a bad thing. I should know. I, like he just, yeah, I don't know if that's like a compliment one. or I, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Take it well. <laughs> Th- thank you. You, you look like you sit in your basement and have nothing to do. With <laughs> I sit in my basement and play Valorant all day long and call people, or uh, call people, say the game some word. slur. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like it was kind of a mixed bag. Uh, like, because I went back in 2017 was the last time that I went. That was actually really, really cool. But there was a lot of people who had, like, a lot of problems. Like, there was a lot of drama that came out of this TwitchCon in particular. There was even some bigger streamers that were saying, like, yeah, like, it's just not, like, how it used to be. Like, even, I guess, the one that they had in 2019 before the pandemic happened, they said it was way different than this one was. Or even GlitchCon or any of those things. And, like, weirdly felt too big for its own good. I mean... They had Megan the Stallion, so yeah, and that's part of like some of the stories that I had to tell about whenever I was there too, because like I did actually pay to go to that concert. Oh, oh my, yeah. Um, I like don't get me wrong, like I say it was a mixed bag. Like there were some days I was just kind of like I don't even know like why I came here, and then like there were some other days that were really good, and I met some really cool people, and like got to try out some things, and like that's one of the cool things about TwitchCon is like because you know at a convention people are always trying to sell you things too, but there's like a lot of people were giving out swag bags, and like I got I got four T-shirts there, and I only paid for one of them. Nice. <laughs> so like there's that. Uh, if you go there, like you know you kind of network with people when you're there. You get to try out some games while they're still in their alpha state. Um. You get to talk to develop like game developers and game companies and like see what they're doing with their stuff. Like, uh, there was a couple of big developers that were there. I want to say Bungie was there. Like, it was mostly like mobile developers this year, though. Like, a uh, Polarium was there. The people who made Rage Shadow Legends and uh, <laughs> like they had a big old thing. And then um, you just walked in and they gave everybody ten dollars. He just walked <laughs> in. And you just hear Rage Shadow Legends, the hit new mobile. <laughs> so the funny thing about that one is they actually had a claw machine that like if you got something out of the claw machine, it uh. Like, it basically just had, like, these little things that you would open up and, like, oh, you won a free hat or you won a free shirt or you won a plushie or something like that. I suck so badly at claw machines, I couldn't even win at that. Like, I tried four <laughs> times. And I'm like, yeah, just, just go. It was probably rigged in your favor. You're still losing. Pretty much. I mean, there was that, but, like, State Farm was there, too, and they had a claw machine, and I think I broke it. Mm. Nice. I'm not even kidding. You get 10% off your insurance if you win that one. Like, since E's the developer here, I'll ask him. How hard do you think it would be to program a claw machine? Uh, shit. <laughs> like a real one? I, I guess like a real one, because like there's a guy that sitting in front of a computer, and there's like lines of code going through it while they were kind of going through it and like it only went back and forth up and down and like you can open and close the claw there's two sides so they can have two people playing they had it programmed in such a way that only one could play at a time hmm. i didn't know that when i walked up to it so i tried using the claw the same time as the other person and like <laughs> the, whenever i hit down on the claw it just went all the way down <laughs> <laughs> and then i was able to like get it back up but it was like programmed in such a weird way that like it wouldn't stop so like whenever i tried dropping (laughs) yeah it would like turns out the smallest hole they had there the claw would actually fit through the middle of it and because i couldn't get it to stop dropping it just dropped straight through the middle of it and they couldn't get it to go back up 
And so she just like gave me a plushie. And she's like, just just go. <laughs> and that's how you got banned from the claw machine. That's how, <laughs> yep. And that's how your insurance deductible went up. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, actually, uh, are you with State Farm? Uh, how many is your not, credentials? Did you guys hear any news coming out from TwitchCon, by the way? I haven't. Well, uh, they did have a foam pit there. Like, I did actually go into that foam pit a handful of times. It was basically like, you know, like that old American Gladiator wherever like they had like the giant Q-tips and they would mm-hmm. fight on uh, the platforms. Yeah. It was like that, but they had a foam pit that you could fall into. The problem with this foam pit is it was filled with needles. <laughs> Might as well have been. Um, the thing is, is like whenever you walk into it, it like went just underneath my knees. So like this oh. is like maybe 15 to 18 inches deep. And underneath this foam pit was unfinished concrete floors. Mm. Like there's oh, no padding no. underneath the, the foam pits. Oh, Good idea. And like the second day that I was there, like I went up against somebody and I got the bright ass idea to do a backflip off the platform whenever I won. This is like the first time in over two years I've even attempted to try to do one. <laughs> Like I like I ended up being fine. I like skinned my knee a little bit for whenever I landed because like I still kind of know how to land a backflip. I just didn't rotate all the way through. Sure. Um, I did get lucky though because on the last day somebody legitimately broke their back in that foam pit. Jesus. Oh my god. Yeah. And she was like actually a pretty big Twitch streamer, mostly because like she was a famous porn star before she became a Twitch streamer. Nice. But yeah, like uh. She was fighting one of her friends in the foam pit. And she went to go jump off the platform, and the way that she landed, uh, it broke two vertebrae in her back. Oh and because it was at TwitchCon and they were recording everything, there's video of it circling or, around all over the internet. Lord. You know when I found out about this? When I got home, midway through the third day, like I saw it there playing a Street Fighter next to the foam pit, but there wasn't a line anymore, and I was like, oh, I wonder why they closed it, and then walked away. Like, nobody said a fucking thing to anybody oh about it. Oh, my God. And then, like, yeah, there was the whole concert that happened which that was a whole weird bag because i feel like for how much i paid for my weekend ticket to twitchcon people probably paid that much just to go see megan uh the stallion did how much of the stage show stuff did you sit and watch pretty much all of it yeah it was one of those on the last day they closed the convention at six and then at seven was whenever it was starting and my hotel room was about a a mile away from there so like i walked back to my hotel room dropped uh off all my stuff and then walked my way over to the petco center which was maybe like half a mile away from there i did a lot of walking whenever i was there uh the last day i took uh according to my phone i took about fourteen thousand steps and i arguably walked the least amount that day Nice. Um, they had this girl named uh, Kim Petrius, I think is how you say her last name, uh, that went up there to go do her set. And she's like straight up a pop princess. And every single one of her songs was about sex in like the mm. most vulgar way possible. The very first song that she did was a song called Slut Pop. Ooh. And the opening words to that is this is Slut Pop whip, or Whip Your Dick Out nice. or Show Your Bitch Round, Do It Right Now. Well, I'm. I hope that people didn't listen to the instructions on this one. <laughs> uh, I did watch like a family of four with small kids walking out of that concert very <laughs> angrily. <laughs> Good. Wait, wait, wait. The main draw was Megan the Stallion, right? Yeah. Isn't that no, wait, wait, Megan the, the Stallion. Yeah. Stallion? The Stallion. It's not the... a last name. No. No. Oh, I thought that was just the last name, the Stallion. The no, <laughs> Megan the Stallion. <laughs> Well, I mean, it could be worse. Whenever I first heard her name, I thought it was Megan Three Stallion. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure, why not? The important question. She comes out with three horses. Yeah. <laughs> the important question is, did she wear the Sailor Moon outfit? No. Oh. But squandered. I, isn't she also a very, like, sex-positive singer? She yeah. is. Uh, so, like, you should know what you're getting into anyways if you're you bringing a so, child. You would think so, but, like, even though I'm, like, not huge into Megan Thee Stallion, she 
throws a pretty good show, honestly. Yeah, man, she's great. Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah, she's also very sex positive. She's very body positive. She actually, like, quite often would bring people up onto the stage with her to go dance while she was doing her songs and everything. And, like, she does a very good job of, like, bringing out people are in the audience like make sure the audience is involved in like what she's doing and like getting everyone hyped up for it and everything so it's one of those i'm not much into pop music but she has my respect she's a really good performer yeah she's good uh yeah all in all like it was still a fun experience uh, i think the biggest regret that i have is you whenever break i was looking... your back in the foam pit. <laughs> well if it happened to me then i'd just be dead in an alleyway somewhere <laughs> The fact that it happened why? to someone because she's famous. That's why she got like, that's why there's so much coverage about it. Because like, She wasn't yeah, even the only one who got hurt in that pit. Robbie would have been the one being dragged out by his feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, I'm still alive. Intel and Lenovo are just be trying to cover it up. Like no one got hurt in the pit. Like that's just, that's just hearsay. Yeah. Name a Twitch streamer that got hurt in that pit. You can't name one. Okay, cool. John last of last ones in was, was hurt. <laughs> It, it sounds like it was a lot more corporate this year than when it, you last went. It was went pretty then. corporate, yeah. Which because like last so time, Twitch, like I guess, but there was just too many people. There was t- too big of crowds there. Like I guess a good example is like Dream was there, Ugh. and I remember seeing Dream, and I knew it was Dream for the sole fact that there was a train of people behind him. It, it was quite the experience, still though, but like just not quite as good as 2017 was. And but apparently, I'm not the only one who had that sentiment, especially the poor girl that broke her back. Yeah. Like I do hope that she has a full recovery, and like hopefully. I hope Twitch gives her seven million dollars. <laughs> Something. They're they're trying to point the blame at Lenovo right now because uh, Intel Lenovo's pit. There was literally hard concrete underneath it. There wasn't a wrestling mat. There wasn't uh, a block of foam. There wasn't bouncy castle floor on the bottom of it. Something to like cushion you if you jump off of a three foot tall platform. When you say broken back, <laughs> like she broke two vertebrae. Like never walking. Uh, she took her first steps recently. But that's because like she got um uh she got a brace on her back. Apparently, she also has some nerve damage in her bladder. From the broken bones. I mean, so she does Twitch. <laughs> oh my! God. She sits for a living. She's fine. She's out of the porn industry. She'll be all right. Lord, or maybe way more into it. Who Ooh. knows? I don't know where the internet's at with that nowadays. I hope she recovers. Yeah, I, I hope she makes a quick recovery because that, like, it, it's still a, a whole fucked up situation that she's in because of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, e, hi. What's been going on with you? All man? right, time to like bring it from like an eleven to a one. Um, nice. <laughs> On Twitch, I noted that I was making, like, a catalog of every game I played. I finished it to the best of my ability. Nice. Um, 51% of all games I have played have been on PC. Okay. I expected as much. Yeah. Uh, my total count is at least 844 video games. Nice. Um, that is probably a lowball, but that's about what it is. I, uh, I was inspired, actually, by <laughs> you, so I went through the things that I can, like, easily do. Easily find, which was, like, PS4 and 360, and I was about 700 with just those two. Nice. So, I feel like we'd be pretty even. Yeah, it'd be pretty close. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- it's like one of the things, you definitely like had a way stronger console, but like I definitely had a way stronger PC. The worst part, like you would assume like most of my PC stuff would be on Steam. Maybe half were just random things I had downloaded. Weird. So like that's the biggest reason why I think I'm super lowballing it. Yeah, there's a decent chance I just downloaded a game, beat it, and then deleted it, and I just forgot. Yeah, like I didn't even. I looked through my Steam and apparently I had like a huge bullet hell phase in like 2017 <laughs> that I don't remember having. Didn't we all though? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, honestly, it, it was a lot of fun though. I, it's super like niche and nerdy to say. I do, like, kind of recommend people do it. It's really fun, and it's, like, a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah. Cool. Kind of, like, looking through your old baby photos, if anything. Kind of. 
being like, man, what games did I play on that illegal multi-cart from Venezuela? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know it was Tom and Jerry and Godzilla and Pokemon Crystal for the Game Boy. Or Pokemon Diamond for the Game Boy. <laughs> That's the hardest part is I played so many random things like a multi-cart. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't, I can't even find that multi-cart. I don't know which one it was. Just assume at least half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Uh, D. Hey. What's been going on with you? I've been living the good life, you know, just working. And uh, right now I'm doing Inktober, which yeah. if you don't know what that is, it's uh, you do ink drawings every day for Seven all years. of October, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite daunting. But I try to do it every year to the best of my ability because it's fun to work in the traditional medium because I do a lot of digital art. So. Getting back into that is cool, and it just makes you kind of think of ideas based on the prompts. So it's really fun. If you're interested, you can uh, hit up the Instagram at Undead and see all that work. Other than that, been doing some really cool renders and stuff lately for d and Doodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check those out as well on our YouTube. But Yeah, our last one was uh, the One Color Challenge, and I think that's one of my best works in a while, honestly. Yeah, they're they're turning out really cool. So if you're interested in art at all, check that out. But a lot of art, basically, is what I've been doing, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, mostly my updates always. Just always working on art. Definitely getting my gaming in. I've been playing webbed a lot on my Steam Deck. Great. Nice. Which the Steam Deck, I actually am enjoying um, quite a bit. So Yeah, that's good. It's very powerful, like a tiny computer, basically, and just runs all my fun Steam games. So I've had a lot of people ask me if they should buy one recently. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend that much money on it, <laughs> but I've heard it's great. <laughs> it's 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 open to market or whatever the correct phrase is open now. Open source? No, yeah. like it's, anyone can buy it now. Oh, oh, it's just like available. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's you available everywhere. You don't have to redeem a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I pre-ordered, so I got it. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's exactly what I wanted it for. It works great for the games I want to play, which are mostly like, indie like web type you know right, like buying yeah. device. i know you said you wanted to play a lot of rpgs yeah just like you know too. single player games that yeah. i because when i play which a lot of people do on uh, my pc i usually end up playing with my friends so sure that takes away a lot of time from all the countless games i have that are single player <laughs> that i really want to play right so now i have time to do that and that's, that's when really you fun. hit the invisible status yeah i do that <laughs> quite a bit too but <laughs> But so that's been really fun. Web's a really cool game, actually. I love that game. That is like it's been like a spat. That game is like so phenomenally exactly what it needs to be. It looks fun. It's silly. You, it's the most I felt like Spider Man in any video game I've ever played. (laughs) Yeah, the web swinging. You should really play Spider Man. (laughs) I did. I told you. I tried it. Just and you get E to play Spider Man on the PS One. Oh Lord, (laughs) let me play a Spider Man Flash for uh, Adobe Flash. Yeah, but other than that, you know, just just the uh, kind of normal for me, you know, gaming and art most of the time and working in between, so. Nice. Nice. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies. Mm, you do that. Weird. I do do that. I've been playing, like, a lot of games, but mostly movies. Um, I, I gotta say, I watched two slasher movies. <laughs> One uh, was called Pan's Labyrinth. That one's crazy. That's a crazy slasher <laughs> movie. You know? The general, he's crazy, bro. <laughs> Actually, that kind of could be a slasher <laughs> if you just change who the who like you focus on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had never heard of um 
fuck, I can't even think of the name right now. That's how... Terrifier? Terrifier, thank you. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of Terrifier until this last Wednesday. Yeah. Mm. And I had three different people tell me on Wednesday, you need to see Terrifier 2. I was like, I've never seen Terrifier 1. So yesterday, I went out of my way to watch Terrifier 1. Um, Isn't that one bad? It's a micro-budget mm. horror movie. Okay. Uh, I am impressed with what they were able to do. You can tell that it is made with no money. <laughs> uh, but I'm impressed with what they did with it. $35,000 is what the first Terrifier oh, is wow. made with. Uh, not even enough to like rent a fucking camera. <laughs> um, it's uh, impressive what they did with that. And super, super gruesome. Um, the clown in it, uh, Art the Clown, He's great. is great. Like, super great design. Uh, super creepy. Um, the night before watching that, I watched Halloween Ends on Peacock. <laughs> um, Rooted tradition, by the way. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> We'll we'll get a better tradition. <laughs> Ruined a tradition that I was invited this year, even though I didn't know it existed. Um, listen, I'm just gonna say, did you watch it yet? Do you- no, we're gonna watch it on Peacock, just for oh. just to complete it. All I gotta say is, Woof. it's not even a Halloween movie. Mm, as it takes they place like to on do. October third. <laughs> uh, okay, I hated Halloween Kills. I fucking hated it. I did not yeah, like that movie. Pretty- um. But at least at the end of the day, I could say that is a Halloween movie. It's just a bad Halloween movie, mm-hmm. which most Halloween movies are. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> strange when there's a good one. <laughs> Halloween Ends doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. Mm. Um, it feels like they tried to remake Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Oh. What? Huh. What? Who? I don't like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't like it either. <laughs> well, um, I was still going to watch it, though. I was extremely upset by the whole thing, and it feels like they just... Gave so up seemed, on the entire trilogy. Yeah, it seems like they had a very strong beginning and it just like lost steam as it kept on going. That's what you're like saying. Every 2018 Halloween just was incredible. Mm-hmm. It lost a lot of steam on two, mm-hmm. and then they just blew up the train for the third one. They just fucking get rid of the whole goddamn thing. It's like I'm every trilogy how, they do. I'm curious <laughs> about how I would feel considering I only watched 19-whatever's Halloween. Um, I think you would hate Halloween Kills still. Yeah, I'm sure. Um... <laughs> And I don't know what kind of reverence you... Ha- I don't think you have any reverence for... It's completely fine. ...characters. <laughs> uh, but I think it's just not a very good movie. Ah. And it's not a Halloween movie. It's just straight up not a Halloween movie. Uh, they write some stuff in at the end to make it fit in, but it's not a Halloween movie. It's extremely upsetting. I'm really not happy about John it. John Halloween shows up. He's like, hello, everyone. I'm going to stab. Ha-ha. It's... Uh, ooh. Like John Carpenter like comes <laughs> in. And he's just like, this isn't what I wrote. Then Michael Myers stabs him in the neck, and then they keep on going on like it never happened. Oh, it's, it's, I, didn't, I didn't like it. But Terrifier 2 uh, had a friend be like, I'm going to go see it. And I was like, well, f- fucking, I guess I'm going to. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't invite you. He was just letting you know. Just, <laughs> kind of, actually. Showed up. It's like, I had to go watch this movie. Well, I'm going to go with you. Oh, I didn't invite you, but okay. Yeah, and then I tried to bring Dion, too, and then he was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, That movie deserves everything that's being said about it. Mm, three um, whole people. If you are not used to super gory nonsense, um, movie's gonna make you throw up. Mm. Straight Ooh. up, that movie will make you throw up. Cool. Uh, it is gruesome and brutal and disgusting and mean-spirited and violent and awful. I had a great time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, this sounds straight up my alley. Bring <laughs> your kids. 
<laughs> if you hate your children, that was the recommendation. We're gonna leave this. Got. We're gonna leave this Kim Petrius our concert. We're gonna go watch Terrifier two. <laughs> <laughs> um, genuinely, uh, shocking. It is a shocking movie with what they do in that. Okay. Uh, I, I can't. I can't even describe half the kills. They they put a toaster on a man. They went and he's like, "You're toast." I, I literally the can't toast des- sets on fire. Everything goes everywhere. If I describe the kills. Uh, people will stop listening. <laughs> They're brutal and gruesome. Uh, so watch that. <laughs> but that's all I've been doing. Okay. I've been watching a lot of things. Uh, let's get on to the main event here. Yeah. What'd yeah. you say? Over the garden wall. Oh, the, I'm, I'm walling here. I'm as, walling here. Yeah. As um, Wirt says. <laughs> as he <laughs> Which often <laughs> says. So say, I guess I'll have to hurry up since I had like a whole bunch to say about TwitchCon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually going to be, it's going to be like a slash. It's going to be over the garden wall slash TwitchCon. <laughs> the title of this episode. So that was of one of the things is you had to try to climb over a garden wall. And if you didn't, and there was this foam pit that was 10 there's a foam pit. <laughs> if it was 10 inches, but there was barbed wire underneath the foam pit. So you didn't really didn't want to fall off this garden wall. Yeah. Um, so over the garden wall is a, it's a very simple premise. Like it, has definitely it's something that's definitely been done before, but never really in this way. Especially like I feel like miniseries are very unexplored territory. Honestly, I feel like there's such a like, especially because you know capitalism. But there's such a push <laughs> to make everything like a franchise. Yeah, that like especially when this came out, it was so like refreshing that something was like this is one season. That's it. Nothing more. I'm glad that that's all it is. That's all it needed. I think it wouldn't work any yeah. if it was any longer. It's good to have, like... It, don't get me wrong. It's cool whenever, like, a show, like, can make multiple seasons because it shows that they're successful and that people want to watch it and everything else. But, like, it's always good to just go into something and say, hey, here's a story you want to tell, and that's it. We don't want to expand any more about it. It's just in this bubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It's... If I'm not mistaken, it's based off, like, a book, right? I think vaguely, I don't remember quite. Because I feel like I remember reading about that a long time ago. I didn't double check with the research or anything <laughs> at all. If you if we're incorrect, please let us know. Yeah, let us um, know at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Whenever I was looking up, uh, where, like you know where to watch this and everything, uh, before oh, the year before Over the Garden Wall came out, something called The Tomb of the Unknown came out, and I'm guessing it was based off of that. I think that that sounds correct. That it's, sounds I think, familiar. Or is that the pilot? Because this had pilot. a pilot that isn't, did, like, aired yeah. anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, I remember watching that pilot, too. Like, I remember... They probably weren't around the actual same time, but I remember them around the same time. Um, This and Infinity Train both had a just a pilot that just was put online. Yeah, Tome of the Unknown is the original pilot. Uh, it is included on the DVD bonus features. Okay, so uh, probably... That's the original thing, then just that pilot. I don't. Yeah, I would, I would maybe, guess so. Maybe there's a book it's based off of. Uh, again, let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll we'll add an addendum next episode. <laughs> maybe I just assume it is because of the way that all of the art looks. <laughs> it looks like a children's Halloween book, you know, just like Scary Godmother. Uh, <laughs> exactly. oh, it looks like a children's Halloween book in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, oh, like man. Scary Godmother. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, those, those books look good. The actual books. Yeah, are good. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Tomb of the Unknown just kind of was also like I I have memories of watching that in the Infinity Train uh, pilot at the same time. Huh. The Infinity Train pilot was just kind of uh, kind of addended into the 
actual series, whereas this one, not really. The pilot's like similar to some episodes, but it doesn't. It never kind really, of its own thing. Yeah, it just kind of exists. Yeah. Um. It. I kind of just want to talk about it as a movie instead of episode. Yeah. By episode. I mean, yeah, I don't I, think it would be fun episodes. Yeah. It does kind of feel like because we do say it's a mini series and everything, but it, in its whole, does feel like a two-hour-long movie cut up into ten-minute-long episodes. Yeah. Somewhat. I would definitely say each episode clearly has its specific plot it's going for. Yeah. It's sure. almost like there's a problem with each and every single one of the episodes, and they it they solve that problem within each episode. Yeah. yeah. The problem is there's not enough rock facts. <laughs> <laughs> rock facts. Uh, so, yeah. Wirt and what was the other character? Greg. 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 Uh, such a... No, don't name your child Greg. <laughs> Gregory. Like, they grow into it, sure, but no one likes... Who Who knows a Greg that they're like, yeah, Greg. Fuck yeah. I mean, most people think of Greg, they think of, like, that 40-year-old office worker. Exactly. I don't know a Greg that I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, Greg. I'm gonna just <laughs> say, Greg was, like, a surprisingly common name in a lot of cartoons. Usually dads, but, like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not an uncommon name to hear in a cartoon. It's just, hey, Greg. So basic. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, the... The most American name. Yeah. Don't name your child correct. <laughs> name them well, Wirt. Yeah. I was going to say, to be Unlike fair, I think Wirt. it's... I was going to say, because Wirt is like... I don't even think that's like an actual name. Like it's, It feels that much of a rarity of a name. Yeah, I don't think you can name a human being Wirt. You technically can. I think that's on the ban list, actually. <laughs> right next to Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it. I love the dichotomy, though. And in, like... Story-wise, it does make sense. They have such, like, weird names, like, contrasting to one another. But, like, it immediately sets up this cool barrier, because it's like, oh, Greg, whatever, and he's like, what? And it's, like, such a, like, specific weird name Mm -hmm. that you immediately, like, okay, he's, like, clearly distant from his, from the brother. Yeah, which we end up, uh, spoilers for this whole thing. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that, by the way, because we're gonna bounce around probably a lot. Um. Wirt and Greg are um, step st- half brothers. Half brothers, yeah. Yeah. Because Wirt's mom remarried, and then they had a kid, and that kid was Greg. Mm-hmm. So half brothers. I yeah. will say. So I watch. This isn't. This is probably my third time watching it. I had forgotten they were half brothers. Honestly, it's thrown out there. Yeah. Very yeah. Quickly. Uh, episode like eight, I think, is where you, uh, where it's confirmed. I think they poke. They kind of. Hint at it. Yeah, yeah, it's in episode four because that's whenever they go to that tavern where everybody has to have a title. Yeah. And yeah. so they're like, okay, well, what are you then? It's like, I'm just lost. It's like, oh, so you're a simpleton then. Like, no, I'm not a simpleton. I'm just lost. <laughs> so he's simple. Yeah. He's- <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Uh, but it's two things I want to say about okay. this. Okay. It is strangely charming mm-hmm. like not I mean, it's not strange that it is charming it's just charming in an extremely strange way like the whole thing just yeah. has this very odd tone to it uh, that I've never seen anywhere else which is why I'm so uh, fascinated by this thing and two it is remarkably funny mm-hmm. I was well I want to add a third it is also extremely dark yeah in a is. lot of ways uh, it's told it's Tonally? Well, I was going to say not tonally. I was going to say it's dark in an odd way. I'm trying to think of a way to explain it because uh, it's dark, but it's also through the eyes of children. So, like, there's this darkness that's over here, but you see this little bright spot that you're following the entire time, like, amidst the sea of darkness, yeah. if you will. Like, every now and then you get a glimpse of it, but, like, 
it feels like where like that darkness is there's like an entire other story that's very much more adult yeah it it ultimately is the whole series is about Bert and Greg getting involved in these random other people's lives like it's not like oh I'm this person yada yada it's always like they just kind of show up in the middle of someone else's story yeah yeah and like each episode always starts most of them start really abruptly in mm-hmm. the middle of a story too which is amazing like I love that yeah I think the only one that's really kind of like an intro uh are the two episodes are the tavern and the pumpkin yeah I think those are the only two that are like have an intro into it and an exit out of that story because uh, the pumpkin one is like they go into this town to ask for directions and it turns yeah. out all the people who are pumpkins are actually skeletons of people uh super creepy they're creepy design yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're very nice yeah <laughs> it's a really because like the other thing is this this show is extremely subversive in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like it constantly has you guessing, because like the pumpkin one, you assume like that there's a lot of weird things about it. Because uh, the basic plot of that part is they go to this town, step on some pumpkins, and then find a weird kind of cult. Yeah, of pumpkin people. Midsummer. Yeah, midsummer. Yeah, they're having. <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like they're having this festival, and everything just feels ever so slightly off. Like oh, like they're just fun and being together and being merry, but like everything just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. And like it culminates in this giant pumpkin that was kind of like the weird twisty thing that was very popular in like the forties, I think. Fourteen hundreds maybe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I wasn't around, but <laughs> it's the thing you see in like really old Christmas movies where like all the children are like c- c- circling around a pole with a bunch of streamers yeah i know what you're talking about i have no idea what the fuck it's yeah, called i don't though. know what the, the festivist poll <laughs> um but yeah and then like they're like you can't leave you come into our town gallivanting destroying our crops and they're like no please don't. he's like you know what that calls for multiple hours of qd service <laughs> like, well, actually i like the joke before that because it's like you know what that mean it means blah and blah and Murder. Murder, not murder. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like you come into our town, you disturb the peace, you uh ruin our crop and uh something else, and murder. Yeah. What? Okay, maybe not that last one, but the other one still. Yeah. It's like it's yeah, but like again, like, you know, you're kinda creeped out, especially because this is really early. This is the second episode. Yeah. And you're like really creeped out by these people, but it, and then we're just like it's pretty. It was, like, they're just kind of people. I yeah. don't know. Kind of weird. But <laughs> and then their last task is just them digging a hole, and then there's just a skeleton in the holes. Yeah, yeah. And they think, oh, we're digging our own graves right now. They're going to kill us. And then they go there, and like the skeletons pop out of the holes, and like, hey, you found them. Hey, and- it's Uncle Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. What up? <laughs> Thanks for bringing back the life of the party. Yeah, and then it just, like, they just get to leave. Like, yeah, like, yeah. oh, thanks for service. helping us. You can go now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, again, like, it's so subversive because you don't expect that. Well, there's that, and then, like, also because uh, in this episode, they meet Beatrice, which is right. a little bluebird, mm-hmm. and uh, she says, like, well, you helped me out of, because, uh, like, she's stuck in a blackberry bush, and they help her out, and she's like, well, because you helped me, I now owe you guys a favor. Which is also leads to an amazing joke where Greg's like, a wish? No, no, a favor. Oh man, can I? I wish to be a tiger. 
I'm not magical. I don't have to be a magical tiger. Yeah. <laughs> it's such like a good like. Greg sucked up into the bush. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I love Greg so much in this. It's such a like amazing. He's such a great character, and like this, sh- it doesn't work without Greg. You need because yeah. he's like I don't know. He's like four or five probably. I don't. There is a genuine childlike wonder to Greg. Yes, yeah, and having like that very dull. Uh, like teenage demeanor with Wart, just yeah. it works so well. He's like each super, other. like edgy and like he recites poetry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're very much equal opposites. Yeah, and like I think a big thing because you learn this really quickly is like a big problem about Wart is he's entirely passive though. He mm. he always lets things happen to him and can't like stand for himself. Yes, and like that culminates to the next part where like Beatrice is like. Greg, why can't you be like Wurt, a complete pushover? Like, what do you mean? And he's like, let me finish. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps trying to tie his shoe, and she's yeah, like, no. let's go. He's like, all right. Well. But the thing I was going to say about that joke, though, too, is like they meet Beatrice. Uh, the first thing she does is because like they're tied to a ball and chain whenever they're in that town. Mm-hmm. And when they think they're going to be buried a lot, are buried in the fields, like they ask her, like, use your little small uh, bird feet to pick the locks. <laughs> <laughs> and like... He goes and he sees her and Greg running away. It's like, don't leave me here. And like, okay, you can go now. Like, Wart, what are you still doing here? You guys left me here. Look at your ankle. Oh. <laughs> right. But like that, stuff like that's what I mean. Like, Wart's completely passive. He doesn't like stand up for himself or think about it. Like, he just assumes that they left him because that's all he, because he's like completely. He's not it, taking in the full situation. Yeah. He's completely full, like stuck in his own head constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a super fun, creepy episode. I think that that is like really smart to have as this the actual second. like first episode, really. Yeah, because I feel like a first episode in anything isn't really a well, first episode. I mean, that yeah. first episode is kind of setting up like the overall story that comes yeah. later yeah. on in the series. I mean, you need the first episode for sure in this yeah. series because like it introduces you to the woodsman, who's a very vital character. Uh, sets up a lot of stuff like they destroy the. The mill? Uh, the mill. Yes. And they keep hinting at the beast. Yeah. Which is not... Which they the think they see the beast, but he keeps on telling them that wasn't the beast. Yeah, that was just a dog. What are you talking about? <laughs> just ate a turtle. I knew I was going to like the humor in this show right off the bat in the first episode when he was like, they're clearly lost. <laughs> and Wirt is like, where are we? And then Greg's just like, in the forest. <laughs> so I was like, yes. Yeah. I love just silly... Like, that's why I like cartoons a lot, because they do that a lot, is the silly, like, just saying the obvious jokes, yeah. where he's, like, asking, obviously, like, where are they? We're lost. And he's yeah. like, we're in the forest. Yeah, but where are we going? He's like, and then we're just like, we're walking in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, and then yeah. Greg is my favorite. Greg's is amazing. <laughs> they work off each other so great. Yeah. Because, like, especially because, like, off the bat, you kind of do feel like works the annoyed older brother doesn't want to be taking care of greg yes to like to the point where he's like i don't know greg just do whatever you want like he he's giving full autonomy to this like six-year-old kid <laughs> <laughs> and the woodsman's like you're the older brother what are you doing yeah. <laughs> i love it um yeah uh another episode that i like probably only about 45 seconds of the episode actually i think other than that it's kind of a throwaway episode is episode three um where they go to the school mm, yeah i think it's, that entire episode is just like silly and kind of as kind of a skip episode to me whimsical i think 
I don't know. I think you need that episode for the tonal shift, literally. Like, yeah, because that- it kind of because you go from episode two to episode three. The insane tonal shift is extremely important to getting like the tone of the entire series. I would argue. I agree with that, but I feel like it's just not as funny. <laughs> um, I do, however, like. Um, potatoes, potatoes and molasses, and molasses. <laughs> which is how dry introduced the show to me. He just sent me that video. Potatoes <laughs> and, and molasses. I just like it's it's <laughs> Greg is just singing it off key constantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's that would not taste good. I'm gonna say well, molasses is sweet. Potatoes aren't. <laughs> A sweet starchy mess on your plate. <laughs> I try it. Uh, all right, tune in next next stream where we give where we Drya give to- where we give Drya unseasoned mashed potatoes and molasses. Yeah. Mm. I actually like the I liked the pettiness of where yeah that whole yeah. episode <laughs> that and that, that was like the whole tonal fun. shift yeah. of him too is just like because she says you're you're a pushover. He's like, all right, whatever. I'm just gonna do whatever this teacher says. Then yeah. it's like, all right, you're not a pushover. You're a stubborn jerk. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the other reason why I don't think you can really skip this episode though. Is it's the start of War- Word's journey. I don't think you can skip any episode. <laughs> it's just one that I prefer to. Because Dry is lame. <laughs> yeah. But in the background of this one, though, there is a school that where they're teaching animals how to read and write. <laughs> Not like like anthropomorphic animals, by the way. Like just straight up animals just, in human clothing. They're just animals. Yeah, yeah there's animals. <laughs> <laughs> like can't speak or anything. But yeah. the problem with this school is that there is a gorilla that is terrorizing the school. And the father is going to shut down the school because it's not, it's not working. Yeah. You know, all those so animals silly. do is play music. They're not learning how to read or write. Yeah, it's so silly, but like I, I love how silly it is too. Like it's so absurd. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get it. I had a question about this episode actually. I don't know if anyone knows, but is the teacher, um, Tree Trunks? Is that the voice? Oh shoot, I don't know off the top of my head. Who is um, Tree Trunks from, from Adventure, Adventure Time? Time? Oh, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the one that has any monarchies that I found that one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she uh, she has, like, an iconic voice, and I, I thought I, like, I was, like, hearing her voice as Tree Trunks a little bit mixed in there, so I was wondering if it was the same voice Maybe. actor. It's hard to say, because, like, it is kind of like a, like a dainty old woman kind mm-hmm. of voice, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is either. I'm looking her up right now. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, and to uh, say with that, that uh, all the voice acting for every character fit perfectly with yeah. every character. Even yeah. when, yeah, like later when he trips because his shoe's untied and knocks the gorilla down, <laughs> and it was just her, like, beloved that she sings poems about in the class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his voice was perfect to what that guy just he just came in the scene and i was like wow what a great casting yeah, just for that just one funny. guy yeah for this thro- he's like a throwaway character yeah. that exists for like three lines yeah but yeah, yeah. uh so mrs langtree i think is who, who it said it was mm. mrs langtree yeah yeah mrs langtree is done by janet klein who was tuber in adventure time oh um, so a different one okay, okay. yeah still in adventure time though yeah yeah, yeah. Hey. adventure time has a lot. Yeah. Of, like, every voice actor <laughs> is in Adventure Time at some point. Uh, has, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it shows, uh, I guess she was a composer for the 2017's Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. And oh, Over nice. the Garden Wall. Oh. So, like, she has a very small casting thing, but she does a pretty good job at which, uh, for her voice acting, too. Yeah, it was good. Like yeah. I said, they have a strange amount of A-listed actors in mm-hmm. this cartoon. Yeah, I don't, like, 
I don't know where the funding came from or like <laughs> it how it got honestly, distributed, but it did. <laughs> so honestly, like I know it's one of those things like, you know, you have to pay actors a certain amount of time and usually like the higher up the actor is, like the more you have to pay them. Every now and then an actor will just be like, you know what, I'll take a cut and pay because I really love the story and I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Also, like, if you just send this out to enough people, mm-hmm. enough like funny people or anything <laughs> like that, uh, and they're like, This makes me laugh, I'll just be in it. It's whatever. It takes, yeah. what, it's four lines? Fuck it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, this episode's definitely, like, really important to Wirt's, like, learning to stand up for himself. Because, mm-hmm. again, the so much of Wirt's character is a lot of his problems are due to the fact that he's too afraid to actually commit to anything. Like, the first two episodes, he's constantly, like, debating if they're even lost. Yeah. Or if yeah. he just isn't. Well, it's it's also right? like one of those things. It's just like, oh, like there's that strange woodsman. We sh- we should leave him alone. Like, oh, but there's darkness over there. Maybe we should go ask the woodsman what what are right. you know for some help. <laughs> yeah. Then the woodsman leaves, and we're just like, oh man, do you think we should ask him yeah. for help? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like perfect. Um, basically, someone who's kind of burdened with not knowing what to choose. Yeah. Like he he has like choice anxiety in a lot of ways, and yeah. he's kind of social anxiety too. I would argue. He's just very insecure character I actually didn't yeah. like him at all for like the first half because <laughs> i was like why i was like Bruh, just do something like you're making the worst decisions when you do make them and then he just like chickens out of everything else and i was like this makes sense though because he's at that stage of life where you yeah, are he's very a, insecure he's a very yeah insecure kid. like i definitely get it and i definitely have been kind of work in my yeah, life. Yeah, like I was going to say like I look at work and it makes me think of me whenever I was like 14 or 15 years yeah. old. Yeah, so like that really speaks to how like true they got the character to. I would say like the I I often say this for when it's really done well. Bart and Greg both feel exactly like their age. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're very well written characters for this. Yeah, cuz like Greg's like silly and fun but like he still clearly has an understanding of what's happening is the important part I think of writing a character like that. Yeah. Like he he wants to see the bright side of everything constantly but recognizes what is happening. Yeah, like, which is also pretty good for another overarching theme for this that we'll probably get into later as we talk more about this. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Um next episode is tavern episode. It's just kind of a fun silly episode. That was fun. Yeah, fun. I, that was one like everyone like, needs well, yeah, go yeah, I was gonna say everyone needs to have a title. Everybody's <laughs> singing up uh, about their title, about what they do and why they do it. Yeah, and they're trying to make up songs for Wirt, and Wirt just doesn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> he just and, wants to go home. Yeah, he just wants to go home. And Beatrice is stuck outside talking to a horse. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> lipstick. <laughs> yeah, and just like licks his his lips and like is just staring at her, just going. <laughs> My yeah. favorite part about the horse in that episode is when you find out he can talk, yeah. and he says a line that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. And it had me dying. It was like, please to horse your acquaintance. Yeah. It's like, that's not a pun. <laughs> nice to horse your acquaintance. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's so great. Oh, that uh, killed me. But yeah. Um, I, that. Wa- I also want to say in the, in the tavern episode, there is just like a solid 30 seconds where it's the highwayman. And it's this super surreal fish eyes animation mm. that is like also so mesmerizing. And it's for a character that gets three lines and doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so, like, insane to watch because, like, it's so, especially, like, when you have an eye for animation, it's so, like, insanely talented that they yeah. did it as perfectly Because, yeah, he is. does look very fish-eyed but flat at the same time. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, it, it feels like 
almost like a drunken stupor, which is a tavern, yeah. in a, so it probably makes sense. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Uh, anyways, the tavern decides that Wirt's a, p- a pilgrim. Yeah. And <laughs> that he's on a hero of his own journey. Yeah. That he's looking for the love of his life and all this other stuff. Because they're looking for Adelaide yeah. at this point. Adelaide. <laughs> Adelaide. <laughs> but besides that, I think the only like really important thing that happens is they mention the woodsman in the tavern. They uh, call the woodsman the beast while they're there. And then they see the woodsman out in the woods and he's cutting down this tree that has like fa- faces growing mm. into the tree. And say like, oh, you must be the uh, must be the beast, and they kick away his lantern and then run away. And like, this is also kind of the first time that Wirt has done something to like save somebody else, because he did that to save his little brother or save Greg, and you know, get out of there on top. Well, of- now to save Beatrice. Oh yeah, to save Beatrice, right? Because yeah, she flew into the tree, and he thought that the woodsman had done something to her. Yeah, and that's and whenever like- they found out that the horse's name was Frank. Yeah, something we should probably note about the woodsman, because we'll pr- end up talking about this a little bit, okay. is that. He actively is burning all of the trees around him. He's not to, burning them. To uh, keep the, the lantern going. Now, what he's doing is certain trees well, have oil in them. The yeah, oil. He, yeah, 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 he was yeah. crushing them at the mill so he can get oil for his lantern because he cannot let the the lantern uh, burn out. Yeah, yeah. Which, which It sounds like a weird distinction to make, but it is actually very important that he's not burning them. Yes. Because yeah. uh, burning them ruins the trees. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, because uh, it's one of those, you get this idea of like, oh, maybe he's the beast up until the actual beast talks to the woodsman. Yeah. Uh, the next episode, I actually don't like. Actually. No? I don't like the next episode when they're in the mansion. I think it's funny. I think there I, is oh, one yeah. incredible joke. Is it the first joke that they make in the episode? It's the horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is like, it's almost, the episode is almost worth it for that one joke. <laughs> but I, I think the episode's boring, actually. I, it's, I like that episode. Um... I think some of this just has to do with the thing where, like, if you don't feel like it's, like, super progressing the plot, you just feel like it's a waste of time to you. So I think that's some of that going Maybe. on here. Like, it would be different if I th- thought the entire thing was, like, super funny, but I don't. I think there's, like, the one really, really funny joke, because it's fucking out of nowhere. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we, we shouldn't, like, explain every joke, but this one's too good not to. So, like, <laughs> it, it's at the start, there's this, like... Uh, where it's like, what are we doing here, Beatrice? Why are we acting like we're this rich dude's uncle? And she's like, oh, we kind of need money to get on the ferry. He's like, we're go- you got to try to con him? And she's like, I was just thinking straight up stealing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, we're not stealing. We're not thieves. He's like, you stole a horse. Frank's his own person. He can do whatever he wants. I want to steal. Yeah, yeah. I want to steal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is a really good joke for this episode. Yeah. Which, like, I like, it's definitely not the most, like, outwardly funny or uh super like out there plot compared to the rest but at the same time i also think this episode's worth it just for the conversation between beatrice and work same where like you get introduction to both their backstories at the same time yeah while they're locked in the wardrobe together yeah Oh yeah. Nothing is not important. I just yeah. think it's boring. <laughs> Which honestly, like where the plot of that episode went and went and where I thought it was gonna go were two very different things. Yeah. I mean like it kinda again, this whole show is about subverting your expectations. Right. Yeah, I really like the resolution actually where it was just two rich yeah, people's they, houses were so big <laughs> that they connected and they so kept dumb. thinking the other one was a ghost. Yeah, yeah. I, it's such a stupid, silly thing. And then uh Frank decides he's gonna be a hard working man for the rest of his life. Yeah. yeah, he's and, a T horse now. Yeah, 
And I love a that. Thing, I guess. I love that at the end, they these super wealthy yeah. people. Here's a penny. Yeah. <laughs> Go start your own fortune. I was like, that is means. perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's rich person bullshit to yeah. say something like that. <laughs> well, like, it's such an amazing thing too, because like it ends with the the uncle, quote unquote, being like, you know, Greg, you make a whole lot of sense, and then gives him the penny. <laughs> And the last thing that happens in this episode is Greg throws both the pennies in a well. <laughs> and he says, he had me pegged all wrong. I don't make no sense. <laughs> it's such a, like, a good pun and such a good Greg moment. It's so perfect. Yeah. Um, and then the next episode, they're on the ferry. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hey, the, you start seeing Beatrice being kind of a lot more wistful and like clearly something's up. Which if you've seen... Uh, any movie you probably know what's up, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're on this ferry with a bunch of frogs, yeah, and I guess another thing that we haven't talked about this entire time is that Greg has been carrying a frog with him this entire time, yeah, and cannot think of a name for this frog, so he <laughs> names him something different every yeah. single episode. It went Wirt Wirt Junior, uh, George Washington. <laughs> he calls him Mister President. Mister President. Yeah. It was this episode that he decides to name him George Washington. Yeah, and then he comes back and he's Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, like uh, all the like this ferry is full of frogs except for the two humans and the one frog that they have that is naked. Yeah, and they he uh, points that out. It's like all these frogs are wearing clothes except for George Washington. And it's like, well, he's he's a frog. He doesn't need to wear clothes, but he's cold. He's a frog. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like it's the same thing where like it goes to show like how amazing Greg is written because like this just it feels like something that a kid like that would be saying at this moment. Like yeah. he doesn't logic doesn't actually matter to the kid other than like the insane logic that they figure out. Yeah. So like it's yeah. Uh, they're getting chased because, you know, they <laughs> boarded this ferry illegally. <laughs> and, like, Beatrice's like, what if we just just get arrested, you know? And Ford's like, oh, no, that's that's not it's a like, good I'm idea. not going to frog jail. <laughs> I'm not going to frog jail. Uh, they, like, find a costume, uh, end up ending in the uh, the band that's playing. Yeah, because um, Wirt is underneath... George now Washington. George Washington <laughs> and uh, Greg is hiding as a drum. So like, oh, we're we're part of the band. Yeah, you know those walking drums. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, scene really reminded me of a uh, Cuphead because of the frog. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's true. There's definitely another episode that yeah, I say reminds another... me a lot more of like same Cuphead here. and rubber twenties animation. I think me and you are probably thinking the probably. same episode. Uh, but yeah, so like uh, this one, they accidentally knock the oboist out and they're like oh man they really like their oboes on this <laughs> quick work play the oboe no play- it was a bassoon oh yeah oh, bassoon. bassoon. Sorry, yeah you're sorry. right yeah he uh like quick work you need to play the bassoon he's like i don't know how to play the bassoon you play clarinet it's like yeah but they're two different instruments like there's this a lower range <laughs> I mean, to be fair there are some similarities between the lows and the mids but i just don't have the tenor for it yeah but like uh beatrice is just trying to get them kicked off obviously yeah yeah but work plays it uh, fine enough. I don't know the exacts about the two instruments. If you would be able to do it, but no idea. I, I know that's the part that takes me out of the of the whole show. Yeah, <laughs> not the frog fairy. I think you probably could because a bassoon is basically just kind of like a lower tenor of it. So that's almost like handing you a bass and be like, I don't know how to play a bass. I play guitar. Yeah. Um. Or I play ukulele. I don't know how to play a bass. It'd be like the same thing as that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And George Washington now can sing. Uh, Beatrice <laughs> is great. clearly upset that they didn't get kicked off. 
And it ends with everyone going in the muddle. Yeah. Yeah. They go into hibernate. <laughs> um, they go into hibernation. Uh, George Washington ends up getting a contract and they give him socks because that's one thing that he said is like, he's cold. We need to get him some long socks. And that's just actually that's one line that I. statement of like, George Washington got socks after getting a record contract. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened, though. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I think my favorite joke about that one, though, was like, as he's like, they're putting the socks and he's like, you did good, Mr. President. <laughs> you did good. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, and then Beatrice, like, uh, sneaks off in the middle of the night. Uh, finds Adelaide is like, uh, the Adelaide's like, you know, did you get the children? And she's like, I found two, but what if uh you don't? And uh, I I just do what we're scheming about. And she's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, the only way to get the 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 also Beatrice's whole family is supposed to be bluebirds. So yeah, we, we, which we, is the backstory that, that yeah, it was a backstory that was told at the mansion is that. Yeah. Uh, Wirt really likes to do poetry and play clarinet and that Beatrice uh, she hit a bluebird with a stone and was cursed by the bluebird and now her entire family became bluebirds. I always, I always wonder about that if that's actually the reason <laughs> I don't think so. Just because or... of this episode I don't think that's exactly what happened because yeah she goes to Adelaide and says like hey I found two boys but you should leave them alone I'll just yeah. our family will be bluebirds anyways like like and she's like but i like here's the thing though I need servants. He's like I'm not gonna let you turn these two boys into servants. They're good kids. Yeah. Um. There's like a pair of scissors that if you cut off the wings of a bluebird, it turns back even. I guess <laughs> science. Science. Yeah. Science. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're in. Greg woke up and we're following her, and they they learned that this was the plan. And they're like, "That's that's fucked up, Beatrice. I can't believe you." Uh, verbatim. That's what they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's when it takes a turn. Um. But Beatrice opens the the cold autumn wind. Which kills Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, Adelaide cannot, for some reason, stand fresh air, and it kills her. Which, like, on one hand, Beatrice could have done this at any point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, I think it's kind of really poetic that the thing that was preventing her from this the entire time was that she was kind of as spineless as Wirt was and just following direction. Well, yeah, I was going to say, she was following direction, but then also it's one of those she thought, like, oh, like, this... I think it was Adelaide who cursed her family to begin with. And like Probably. she was doing all those things in order to try to get her family back because Adelaide had the, you know, the scissors to do yeah. that. So it's like, Hey, I'll curse you to turn your entire family into bluebirds. Now find me servants is yeah. I think that's what I think actually what happened. I, to Beatrice, I imagine but, it's something like that. For yeah. Sure. But I think it's also because it's not so much that she was spineless as much as like, well, this witch cursed us and she's the only one who can actually undo the curse. So I have to do what she says now. Yeah. Although there is a line where like Beatrice is like, Oh man, geez, you really are. So I think it's also implied she probably didn't actually expect that to kill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. But I um, thought it's like one of those things like whenever you open up the door and your parents just like don't let all the heat out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you let all the cold air in. Heating the whole neighborhood. And then your parents melt. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the AC bill is too high. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, the next episode um uh, one that like also kind of is like a weird side tangent in terms of everything. Uh, they meet, like, this servant person while they're trying to hide from the storm. Uh, Wirt's going kind of back into his old, like, doubting everything. Because Adelaide was kind of their only shot. Adelaide. Could... <laughs> Adelaide. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, we had a plan. And, yeah, we had a plan, and now that's a bust, so now to, what do we do? Yeah. And yeah, it. I think one thing that I thought was funny about the beginning of this episode is they're just like, 
Like, oh, it's getting cold. I don't know what we're going to do now. It's like, well, we can go anywhere as long as we don't go to, yeah. hey, let's go to that old broken <laughs> yeah, shack. Yeah, I love Greg. He's going to be like, hey, and I sure hope we don't. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, hey, look, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and the shack is a servant. Uh, I would, This is like, I feel like almost clearly Ghibli-esque inspired. Mm-hmm, kind of. It, it like felt very yeah. Ghibli-esque. Also, I, maybe the creepiest episode. Maybe. I don't know. It was like, probably my favorite episode. Um, <laughs> I really like the misdirect that they do. And yeah, everything was very like, very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the witch was great design. Yeah, yeah. definitely had yeah. that. What's her name? Like Balba? U- yeah. Ubaba. Yeah. yeah. They had that like, that feel to her. Like, I don't know. Like, it might be unfair, but I feel like if you have that design of a witch, I'm just going to assume you're like really into Ghibli. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like that design wasn't very common. Mm. Until Ghibli, I don't know. It might be unfair. I feel like at any point, if you have a witch, you have to at least have <laughs> part of a Ghibli in there. Yeah, yeah you're either, it's like either Ghibli or Harry Potter, and you don't want to be Harry Potter nowadays. <laughs> no, you, you don't. R.I.P. Hagrid. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, very sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and... Uh, but on a happier note, the, they think this witch is going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> and the witch is like, oh, man, I smell some children. Are you lying to me? And she, like, rings this bell. That uh, the servant has to follow every direction, and she's like, "Oh no, they're in the turtles." And she's like, "Oh, the turtles! Oh, I see what you mean. Ha ha. Okay, I'm gonna nap. <laughs> they sure are ripe. They sure. And yeah, she just fucking eats a turtle. Yeah, <laughs> creepy as hell, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're like, help. They both help because uh, the servant basically is constantly given tasks all the time. She says like. Like, I'm the sick. Witch, yeah, the auntie does it to, like, keep me preoccupied from the sickness. I'm trying to remember what what her name was exactly. Is it Auntie Ezreal. No. <laughs> it was something simple. Like, I want to say, like, anti-darkness, but it was anti-darkness, but... <laughs> anti-darkness. <laughs> auntie Madden? I, <laughs> I gotta look it up now. That would be a great name. Auntie Disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> um... But yeah, so she goes to nap, and Bert and Greg help clean. Auntie Bert. Whisper. Auntie uh, Whisper, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which, I don't know if Dryad knows who did the voice of Auntie Whisper. No. Tim Curry. Nice. What? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's weird. The, what, the casting is yeah. so insane in this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> why, was, how did, why did they get Tim Curry to Why not? Lynch? Why would you not get Tim <laughs> <Yeah>. Curry? <laughs> Listen, if Tim Curry witch. wants to be part of my cartoon, I do not ask questions. Tim Curry is part of my cartoon. No, I, yeah, for sure. Like, if Tim Curry is like, hey, can I can I voice the... I don't know what Tim Curry sounds like. Can I voice the <laughs> ant switch? And you, I've, you just have to. Like, <laughs> that's just a law. Um, but yeah, and then it's like uh, the misdirect... Uh, it's not the ant who's eating everyone. The girl is cursed. Uh, they run out being chased by the ghost curse. And they solve it because uh, I think Benjamin Franklin, his name is now. Yeah. The frog eats the bell from earlier. And they ring in. And it's like, uh, please go away forever and never come back and quit haunting this girl. <laughs> it works. It just, no! Yeah, and why did the witch never do that? Because she's supposed to be Beat- all powerful. The same reason Beatrice never opened a window. You yeah, know, you just never, you don't expect yeah. it. You don't expect the solution to be the easiest thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's also one of those things that they say is uh, if you can't figure out a solution to a problem, like bring someone else into the equation because they might see it from a different angle than you are. Yeah, but uh, once again, Wirt's kind of not sure what to do anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to. I forget. I think that was episode eight, wasn't it? That, that was episode seven. 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 What was eight? 
It's the I guess the next one we're going to talk the about clouds. the clouds, angels. Yeah, uh, yes. the one that we okay. said that kind of reminded us of Cuphead. Yeah, um, and all twenties animation. So nerds don't get mad at us. We are aware <laughs> Cuphead didn't invent it. <laughs> Maybe you're aware. <laughs> this was before Cuphead. Um, but yeah, and it's like it's very clearly inspired by the old twenties. Uh, I can't even say twenties. It is the twenties again. Like, the from old like the twenties to the fifties, I would say yeah. like that era of cartoons. Rubber hose kind of. I, dealio. I literally just watched this episode. I can't remember anything about it. It's just like we're, so. Uh, Greg's dreaming because like Wirt said, you know what? You just do whatever. Yeah, like it's yeah. one of those. Wirt is starting to give up because he doesn't know what to do anymore. And then Greg is still whimsical and full of life and character and everything. And then uh, Wirt just says like, you know what? Just do whatever you want to do. I give up. I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep now. And it goes to sleep underneath the tree. And Greg. Uh, Put some leaves on top of him to try to keep him warm. Yeah. Put some leaves on top of himself, and they sleep underneath the tree. And then, uh, yeah, Greg has the dream a, that he has is like the 1920s animations. Yeah, it's like old old man winter, basically equivalent. It's the it's northern like winds, semi Popeye, semi Mickey Mouse, that kind of dealio. Um, Ends with Greg uh, having discussion with somebody. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't even say with somebody. I think it's very clear. Is it, like, is it like clear that it's, it's at the, the end? Yeah. Because oh, okay. like uh, he's talking to the the cloud queen in his dream. <laughs> he's like, oh, we need to go home. And the cloud queen's like, yeah, I could take you home. Great. Let me get Wirt. And she's like, mm. here's the thing about that. Because <laughs> Wirt already started giving up. And he's like, he realizes that to him, he just has to take the fall, basically. Again, like. Kids of this age understand what's happening in the world. Yeah. Never, you can't assume that they don't. So, like, he basically uh, gets chalks up an agreement with the beast to take Wirt's place. Yeah. yeah. And it ends with him being like, all right, we're, I'm going. See ya. And leaves. Yeah. He's like, I'm trying to fucking sleep. God damn it. <laughs> uh, it shows. Oh, oh, go on. Go ahead. I was going to say at the beginning of the episode, I kind of like the dynamic between the two of them of how like Greg is still whimsical and full of life, but uh, Wart isn't because Wart is sitting there doing his poetry and he does the old oh, black cricket of endless or uh, eternal twilight sings our requiem. Yeah, giant cricket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, like their their dichotomy is such an important factor in yeah. what makes mm-hmm. it so. But great. I think that's like the biggest part of this episode because there is like that big musical number, but that's all it really is is a musical number. But at the end, he does basically trade himself so that way work can keep going forward. Yeah. Uh, and the next episode is flashback. Yeah, which like insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Like you have two episodes left. Imagine, <laughs> imagine like selling anyone like okay, uh, two episodes left. Uh, this is what happened first. Uh, just, all right, it's so lost. Co- <laughs> <laughs> I assume everything's a flashback and nothing's a flashback in Lost. Yes, actually. Um, so yeah, it's what happened first in the story, which is like it's Halloween. Uh, Wirtz has a crush on someone, Sarah. Sarah, yeah, for Sarah. Uh, yeah, makes a tape for Sarah, <laughs> and like is again, he's like going to try to f- give it to her but can't actually build up the courage cuz uh he's afraid that uh Thunderburger is going to find it and make fun of him. Jason Thunderburg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thunderburger, I think. I think it's Thunderburger. Yeah. yeah. Um it starts with an F, so yeah, it's Thunderburg, I believe. Yeah. Thunderburger, I'm pretty sure. But uh so like <laughs> It's definitely not Thunderburger. Yeah, it's Thunderburger. <laughs> it's an F. <laughs> uh he he finds Greg on his way there. 
Greg's like, hey, what's up? He's like, ah, I was going to give this to Sarah, but I don't really know anymore. And he's like, I see it. Yeah, it's just a tape. Hey! <laughs> just hey, Sarah! <laughs> and, Best uh, wingman ever. <laughs> find some, uh, a group of girls who are like, oh, what's up? And he's like, oh. And Greg's like, that's for Sarah. And they're like, what? Ooh, we're like Sarah. Yeah. And then he's a, he's a wimp, so he runs away. <laughs> they were actually trying to like help him. I feel like yeah, like, like the yeah, girls were. weren't. I thought they were going to be like the typical like bully characters, like mean girls type. But everyone actually in the high school seemed pretty like chill. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they were, were all, all yeah. yeah, like old. Ward's not like a loser or anything. To, yeah, like he he clearly. Thinks like, well, people clearly like him. Yeah, as, and that's the thing is, like, he talks about himself like he's just kind of this little outcast character, but it seems like everybody gets along with him. Yeah. It's like, again, it's one of those things that works so well is, like, he's constantly in his head. Mm-hmm. So, like, he just assumes that nobody likes him. Um, But, yeah, uh, Greg's like, can we go frog hunting? He's like, no, we can't go frog hunting. Oh, my God, the tape. Uh, The girl's like, yep, he put it in Sarah's jacket. He's like, No. And he runs through the tape, uh, a bunch of shenanigans. Sarah's like, hey, we're going to go to a fucking graveyard. Do you want to come by? He's like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, it'd be cool if you did, but okay. Like, just maybe <laughs> hey, we're going to hang out. All right. I, I really like the joke of that just because like the subversion oh, of that yeah. one. It's like, hey, we're going to go to the cemetery and totally drink uh, age-appropriate uh, age appropriate drinks. drinks. <laughs> Absolutely nothing illegal. Just age-appropriate just drinks. <laughs> I well, love it, That's Because he says, you mean like juice? I mean age-appropriate drinks. Yeah, it's nothing totally illegal. <laughs> it is so, like, amazing. <laughs> and I love because, like, it's completely in line with the standards and practices. Yeah. But you completely know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're going to the graveyard to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because when it gets to the graveyard, there's literally a milk carton right next to them. <laughs> this yeah. one did throw me off with the timing of it, the flashback being so late. Mm-hmm. Because what I thought, and I was like, ooh, this show just took a dark turn. I thought this was him living his life after his brother went missing in the forest That would have been super oh. dark. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. this show's tight. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, it's not. No. Um, it is tight, though. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they they get to the graveyard. Uh, a bunch of shenanigans. Cops yeah. show up. <laughs> cop oh, made me laugh, cops. too, just They're because, so hey, get off that wall. No, oh, not that way. <laughs> just like everything well, is like, hey, rabbis, we're going to arrest you. Ha <laughs> just kidding. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> hey, no running in the streets. Ah, just kidding. Happy yeah. Halloween. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, are you kids supposed to be here? Hey, I'm just kidding. It's Halloween. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> running. <laughs> He's like, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're like, goes up a wall, uh, over seat, like looking down, realizes that Sarah found the tape and, uh, Thunder Thunderburger. <laughs> Sarah, we should watch that. Yes, that also we is should such, listen to a, this again, tape. The huh. subversion's amazing because, like, when yeah. you, when Merck talks about him, you think he's gonna be like captain of the football team, Chad, dude. Well, yeah, because he says like, uh, it's like, oh man, he has everything together. He's like the perfect guy. Yeah, and then you meet him, and it's just a nerd. Yeah, hey Sarah, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> uh, well, and, isn't like, that nice? <laughs> again, the like subversion because when. And he's like trying to get the tape from the pockets. There is like a captain of the football team, dude. Yeah. And you assume that would be Jason. And it's like, no, nope. <laughs> it's like, just some dude. Happy Halloween. That may be Sarah's older brother, but I like, I don't know. Cause like the one thing he says to her is like, Hey Sarah, like when you go to the party, just make sure to be careful. Okay. Like there's some weirdos out here. 
I don't know. I, f- I feel like that's a reasonable thing to say. Yeah, it's just some dude, I think. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, and where it's like, my life's over, so he jumps the other way off the wall. <laughs> Again, the cops are great. He's like, no, not that way, no! Yeah. <laughs> um, They end up on train tracks. Uh, Also, Greg finds the frog. Here. Greg find- of course, obviously. And uh, they're just kind of, we're just kind of moping around when a train comes by and they have to jump out the way and roll down this hill into the lake. Yes. Um, then it ends with uh, Wirt waking up uh, a bu- around a bunch of bluebirds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're just kind of left here on the doorstep. Oh, you know Beatrice? Uh, give her a hug. Yeah. Eat some dirt. <laughs> Eat your dirt. He's feeding dirt, <laughs> and then he eats it the second time. Yeah. He's like, "All right, yeah, you're right." I just lo- I, I get great fully. Like it does gently sound like he just bit into dirt. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Elijah Wood's like a method actor. Maybe he just chomped on dirt. <laughs> uh, and it after this is like one of my favorite lines from the whole series is uh, as he's leaving. It's like super snowstorm out there, and. Uh, the mother bluebird's like, no, you can't, don't go out. Like, he's like, I got to find my brother. He's like, you'll be no use to him dead. I never was any use to him alive either. Oh. And like, it's such a, like a raw and powerful and like shows that Wirt finally understands everything. Like he finally realizes what he's been doing the whole time. Yeah. And, like, it, yeah. yeah, it's just so powerful. Um, and that's basically the end of that episode. So we're finally on the last part. Yes. Which episode is where- 10. Most of the plot happens, I'll say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All their I would say the plot was constantly happening. This well, is the it was, resolution like, of the, the plot. The thing is, that's what I was saying about how, like, if because you're following these boys, it's not really all that dark, but there's, like, another subplot that's happening in the darkness that is way more mature and way more adult, and you kind of get a better scope of it in this last episode. Like, you always see it a little bit in the background, but here is where it comes to its fruition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, it is Wirt chasing after Greg to try and get him. Um, Greg, uh, the beast is giving Greg meaningless tasks. Yeah. I love it because like, it's clearly <laughs> the beast was trying to just break his spirit by giving him an impossible task. But Greg just is like, he's Greg, yeah. so like, he finds solutions to impossible things. Yeah, yeah, because I was um, he said get tie silver string around this branch, and he just like kind of wrapped a, a cobweb around yeah. that, and or and he just like here. It's silver. And the second one was find a golden comb, and he just brought a honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, it's a golden comb. He's like, this is a honeycomb. He's like, yeah, golden honeycomb. He's like, all right. Pour get the sun inside this teacup. <laughs> he's like, I got it. Just watches it as, like, in the horizon, the sun would look like it's going in the cup. It's great. Um, But Greg is slowly freezing to death. Like, the gravity is very clear. Mm-hmm. Um, Beatrice kind of almost finds him, but the wind picks her up. Uh, she runs into a word who's like, he's over there. Uh, meanwhile, the woodsman confronts the beast. Uh, the beast is like, Hey, I got a new tree for you. And he's like, this is fucked up. The big plot of what was happening in the background between the beast and the woodsman this entire time is the woodsman was cutting down branches off, off of these trees to uh, get the oil out of them so that he can keep a lantern burning because the beast told him, your daughter's soul is inside of this lantern, and if the flame ever dies out, then your daughter dies. So if you want to keep uh, her alive, you have to keep this flame going. And that's what he'd been doing for the Beast this entire time. It was on this episode that he found out that those trees, like the seeds of those trees, are basically people who got lost in the woods and that the Beast took. 
Yeah. Um, in specific, it's like it's when it's people who gave up yeah. on their way, which is yeah. why it almost happened to Wirt on the eighth episode. Is yeah. because he was giving up hope, but uh, that's whenever Greg said, "Okay, well, take me instead." Yeah. So Greg is like being enveloped with this tree. The woodsman's like, "No, I'm not doing this." He's like, "I was gonna let your fucking daughter die, huh?" And He's like, I'll fucking kill you. I will beat your ass. That was the line, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, so he fights the beast. Uh, Wart finally gets up. Uh, the the woodsman lost the fight, and he sees Greg, tries to like get him out, and then the beast is like, hey, uh, your brother is going to be a tree, but I can put his soul into this lantern right here, and as long as you keep it alight, uh, he'll be fine. And where it's like, uh, all right. And then as he's walking up, he's like, wait, no, that's stupid. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, dumb. That's <laughs> almost like word for word. Like, yeah. no, that's stupid. He said, yeah, no, that's dumb. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not doing that. That's stupid. I'm not just going to wander around the forest forever. And he's like, you don't care about your brother? He's like, no, we're we're going. And he's like, you know, it's almost like you're soul is in this lantern he's like yeah and uh he is like you don't know true darkness and we're like you don't you don't and he's like gonna blow it out and the beast is like no don't he gives the lantern to the woodsman he's like i this is your deal i have to save my brother and uh they start walking off uh the woodsman's like my daughter's soul was never in here, was it? He's like, don't do it. And he's like, and it's just a shot of the woodsman crying as he blows out the lantern, realizing that it wasn't there in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's actually extremely emotional. Yes. Yeah. It's really good. And you also get a hint of what the, uh, what the beast looks like. Yeah. The scene. Cause like he flashes it past the beast and like, it's looks like one of the trees. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. It's cause like, you don't even, it's one of the things, they, they don't show their whole hand. Like, you can only really imagine what the full thing of the beast is. Yeah. Um, But as they're doing that, uh, it cuts back to uh, the actual where in Greg kind of, like, coming out of the lake, like, help. And then they just pass out as, like, police and the uh, kids find them. Well, before that happens, though, uh, they're talking to Beatrice and... He's like, well, I guess I have to go back to my family. Or it's like, so you're just going to be bluebirds with your family forever? And he's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, well, there's nothing we can do about the curse. He's like, well, what about these? And he's like, you had the scissors the entire time? He's like, well, you kind of left us at that house, and I was kind of mad at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah she, she gives him a hug and takes the scissors, and then that's whenever they wake up in the yeah. lake. And he grabs a frog and grabs his brother and swims out of the lake. Yeah, they uh, then wakes up in the hospital He's like, where's Greg? And Greg's like telling all the stories of what he remembers from the unknown. Uh, and then like Sarah's like, hey, uh, you gave me this. And he's like, I don't have a tape re- player. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's almost, this is a fairly timeless thing altogether, except for like the specific thing with tapes. But I think it's really funnier as time goes on. To just imagine just Wart just has a tape player still, yeah. and st- like everyone else, he has like modern devices. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, uh, why don't we just, why don't we play it at my place? Maybe not that one. Maybe, maybe like we, we, <laughs> we like, just mother tapes ones. first. <laughs> um, and then it like pans out and you get a narrator being like, 
and there's the happy ending of it all. And it plays the final song um, as it kind of pans over how everyone's life has changed. And it ends with a reflection of the beginning with a frog playing the piano. And the final line is like the most beautiful lies of all. And it's really powerful in a lot of ways because it's one of those things where like it, you're left wondering what it's telling you. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. It's, um, I think the most surprising thing about this is that it was made for a child audience, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an extremely mature thing altogether. Yeah. Uh, and about like taking ownership over yourself and about what it means to like be an older sibling or a younger sibling yeah. for some. Um, Respon- it's like yeah, extremely t- about responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's actually a very, it's filled with mature themes about like how to deal with like just existing. Yeah. Uh, Cause like a big thing that you learn basically of everything is that everyone has a problem in the, in the unknown. Like mm-hmm. the most like normal is the, uh, the school episode. Yeah. Even then, there's, like, a problem, albeit an extremely silly one. Yes. <laughs> and, like, as it does the pan, it's, like, showing the solutions. Like, uh, you see the woodsman just kind of sitting on his porch, and he his daughter opens up the door. You see Beatrice's whole family all human again. Mm-hmm. And But it's with the dichotomy of the song, which is telling you about the most beautiful lies. So it's, like, that's kind of, like, really harsh too at the same time because again yeah. it's like what are we supposed to believe anymore because like if it just ended with that uh, even like without the closing narration I think it's very easy to be like oh that's a very happy ending but it's like what is it telling us at this point like what are we you're just kind of left there to kind of marinate in your own thoughts yeah which is great I love when shows do that yeah um, and it's definitely not something that a children's show generally does, I would say. No. I mean, like, there's random ones. Like, I would say Courage actually does that a ton. Where, you, like, the ending, a lot of the endings of Courage are very, like, not great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the, like, most notorious ones is the Great Fusili, which is when he makes everyone puppets. And the ending of that is that, Courage didn't save Eustace and Muriel. They're puppets in the end of that one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's just kind of like doing the little puppetry of what his everyday life was beforehand. And like, they're not really there, but he's just pretending like they are it's just to have some modicum of happiness. Yeah. It's like, it's a lot of that. And like, Courage, you're not like, oh yeah, but it's still an episodic show. Ultimately, you know, yeah. everything's fine. Yeah. Whereas this has kind of the opposite feeling where it's like, you're kind of like, you have to make of it what you want to. It's showing you that everything is fine while telling you it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's just great in so many ways, especially because, like, I, with how they frame the whole thing, the unknown is clearly, like, metaphorical for mm-hmm. a lot of things, especially, like, the kind of between of life and death in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's beautiful, honestly, is how I would describe it in a lot of ways. It is. We should get into final thoughts yeah. here and uh, ratings from 1 to 10. Let's start with Robbie. I don't know why I'm first in this episode so much. Probably because oh. I'm never first, but anyways. <laughs> You're the tallest. <laughs> sure. 
anyways, um, so at the beginning of this, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, it's another kid's cartoon, but the more that it kind of delved into its themes, the more I realized, like, this is really good, like, they put a lot of effort into this to tell a story, and there are a lot of really good, uh, like, little metaphors and meanings behind it, you know, of, like, no matter how dark the path gets before you, or never lose hope, always keep moving forward, um, the idea of, like, doing a small thing even by accident can sometimes help somebody in a bigger way. Because that's the thing is, like, he didn't, like, fix everybody's problems, but he helped them in some way, shape, or form as they went along on their journey. And it is, well, like most stories that we talk about on here, a hero's journey in a weird way, even though, even if it's an accidental hero's journey, and even with his hero of his own journey, it was because he finally learned to start taking responsibility for himself and the people around him and to start actually like defending himself on all these different things and uh, doing like learning to do the right thing, even if it's going to hurt. And so it had a lot of really good themes to it. It had a lot of like little hidden themes that I thought were really cool too. Like there's a lot of little really cool Easter eggs going around in there with each episode, honestly. And it kind of all coalesced into like this bigger story, which still like I'm pretty sure people question and debate about it because it leaves it open-ended enough that you can still ask questions even after the ending credits have rolled. So I think it's it's really good. Like in a way that children's cartoons, like you rarely see it's, they kind of caught lightning in a bottle with this one. Yeah. Uh, I'd give it a nine out of 10. Awesome. Let's go over to D. All right. Well, I thought it was great. First of all, um, the style is very charming. The characters are equally as charming. The voice acting is incredible in this series for every character. Uh, the ensemble's great. Um, I think for me personally, I I don't agree how you guys like love it as a miniseries. I personally wished, not even that it had to be multiple seasons, but maybe 20 episodes. I <laughs> wish I could see more of these Bat characters because I love them. And I love their stories and I thought they were so interesting. But they were all glossed over into little episodes. And I kind of wish they could have fleshed those out and had some of the back characters maybe have like two episodes each. So you get their backstory, why they're in the situation and how they resolve it ultimately. Um, that's the only thing that I would take away uh, from this piece of work probably. And that's, you know, the creators probably had their story, how they wanted to tell it. Maybe they wanted to leave it vague, which they probably did. Yeah. Um, so that's just kind of a personal gripe, which is weird and Kind of contradictive because some of my favorite like cartoons and anime are one season. Yeah. <laughs> but usually they do like 20 or so episodes. So I kind of wish, I feel like it suffered a little bit for me with the length. And I kind of wish they could have just gotten to these other characters a little bit because I thought they were so full of life and so unique and their stories were so fun. Um, so that was the only thing I would say that deterred me from this at all but overall still amazing great show uh i think it had really great lessons uh like if a 15 or 14 year old were watching this they probably would uh connect with wirt and see how you can get out of these situations like doubting yourself being insecure and you really see him grow and finally start like taking steps towards what he wants and actually being more vocal uh, which is, yeah, a thing I struggle with a lot or just kind of following what everyone else did when I was that age. So uh, I think that was really deep and there's a lot of good hidden messages in here 
and yeah, I think it's probably enjoyable for children as well as adults. So, uh, I'd overall, I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, E, I'll let you get the last word here. Um, uh, I, I love it. I think it's incredible. Um, I'm really, really glad that I had stumbled upon it how I did, because I think that added to like the just strangeness of the whole thing for me. Um, just found a weird tape in the woods. It's honestly, it's kind of that same feeling. You're like, what the fuck did I just stumble on? Um, it's just charming from the top down. Uh, that's probably the best way I could describe it. It's just extreme charm from every single orifice of the show. Um, everything seems so fully realized even just the smallest little bits like the fucking uh the thief in the mm-hmm. tavern like it's this very things it feels like there were weeks of time put into 10 seconds right uh, the it's just, man. yeah it's just it's fucking crazy um and every little single thing in here feels like that uh i do agree with e on that i feel like most of these episodes except for two of them could have been 20 minutes long yeah. I feel like they. I feel like the every episode could have been just a little more fleshed out, a little longer, because I feel like most of them have a lot of story mm-hmm. for what they're actually going for. Um, but I'm glad that it is what it is. At least it's something that I never really knew that I wanted, and uh, it's what's one of my favorite things. So I absolutely love it. I'd give it a nine out of ten, which is high praise from Dry because Dry just hates animation. It's true. <laughs> I just well, <laughs> they're not French. Save that one for them. <laughs> E yeah um this honestly is as close to a perfect series as anything can be for me honestly I actually disagree with the notion that uh it would benefit from having longer episodes because I think one of the biggest strengths of this series is that you ultimately are getting Wart and Greg are always a footnote in the lives of everyone else I think the moment you start like really going back and forth with all these other characters is that you would start kind of divvying too much time into establishing a character that won't matter later. I, I shouldn't say won't matter because they all teach important lessons to work and Greg respectively. But like, I think the fact that it is 10 minutes is like very important in that you need the writers needed to use all of that time as efficiently as we could. I think the fact that one of the biggest gripes to hear is that you guys want more, it really shows to the extreme quality of mm-hmm. this show. And I am I am always of the opinion that if you can tell something in a shorter amount of time without losing anything, that it benefits from it. I think there is a huge issue of things being way longer than they truly need to be just for the sake of... Uh, the perception of quality that people perceive longer things as having more to say. Whereas this miniseries showed up one day, told an exact, exactly the story that it wanted to tell and left almost as quickly as it showed up and resonated with such a huge amount of people. People are constantly talking about this show, even as it gets like nearing a decade. I don't even remember when this first aired, but as it keeps going and going, people still love this show and love the characters that created and it just like perfectly encapsulates the feeling of fall and being a weird teenager at the time and everything about it is so beautiful even down to the final bits of the story 
culminating as a making the viewer sit and debate what they think of the ending. And it's insane because it doesn't feel like it's a gotcha because at the it's the same ending, but it just gives you the bittersweetness of a vocalist telling you, do you truly believe that? That you sit there and think, do I really believe that everyone got the perfect happy ending that they wanted? And it's powerful. I don't think there are many shows that will do that or have done that or will ever accomplish the same thing that Over the Garden Wall is. There's no show like Over the Garden Wall. I have never seen anything remotely like this show. There's things that hit similar narratives. There's things that hit similar vibes. I think one of the closest things to this show would arguably be Gravity Falls. But at the same time, they go so different with what they want to tell people. And there is no show like Over the Garden Wall. And as you can probably guess from my description of it, this is a perfect 10 out of 10 for me. I don't want anything else from this show, and I'm not feeling like I'm missing anything. Okay. I was expecting a good 4 out of 10, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I hate animation, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hates cartoons, notoriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, uh, E. Hello. If people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P, which give you a link to all our social medias, our listen medias, and our watch medias, because we have a Twitch cast that Twitch cast, just a Twitch uh, <laughs> that airs twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays, uh, roughly 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for each, that you can check us out, and it's a lot of fun. I am playing through Last of Us on Saturdays. Jariah has been playing Visage. He might be done. May not. Uh, I think at least two more streams right. of Visage. He'll probably still be continuing. As of the time this coming out, one yeah. more stream. So... Look forward to that. Those are both a lot of fun in many different reasons. Yeah. Uh, Ghost House. Ghost House. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, look forward to more things like this. This, of course, is a lot more... This is a pretty different than what we usually do on this show. Yes, it is. Um, So look forward to that. If you guys have any other miniseries that you want us to cover, let us know. Uh, we're always in the wheelhouse for doing weird stuff. Yeah. I, weird stuff is half the stuff I watch. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, yeah. All right. Um, Robbie, thank you. Sure. E, thank you. Yeah. D, thank you. Of course. Me, thank me. No. Um, Robbie. <laughs> Yo. Get us out of here. So, if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe. Hope you have a happy Halloween. And whether this is the very first time you've been with us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Everybody out there, have a safe week. One more episode before Halloween hits. It's going to be a banger, probably. It's going to be Hopefully. It's, well, no, it's going to be uh, November after that. <laughs> it's um, going to be Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, keep an ear and an eye out for that. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.